You're listening to Pombo and Peter's Picks, the home of your favorite sports betting podcast, presented by The Daily Goat. Hello, welcome to another episode of Pombo and Peter's Picks. I'm Jason Pombo, joined as always by Peter Alves. Peter, how are we doing today? Before we start the show, I just want to say, Peter, I got we got a lot of compliments on our Super Bowl preview show. Uh, I had a lot of people text me and were like, that was the best show you guys have ever done. It was a lot of fun, and uh, I'm sure it was the same on your end. It is the best show of the year. That's what we said going into it. Hopefully, you pick my picks and not Jason's picks. But that's another story for another day. Well, in like five minutes. <laughs> but I mean, you know, the NFL is over. Sad. We can actually talk about the NBA, NHL, anything yeah. else. Anything It'll else. be soon. So, you know, everybody can be happy for that. March Madness is soon. Sports isn't dying, but. Kind of is dying. Yeah, so Peter's been waiting for the football break for a while now. Uh, Peter kind of gassed out. What week was it? Maybe you lasted a while this year. Yeah, I mean, week like 14. Well, I was rooting for the Jags, that's why. Because everybody oh, yeah. wasn't already like in and like dominated like last year. Yeah, that's what it was. Yep. So, Peter, um, I think the probably the, the thing we should probably start off with, kind of reviewing our picks um, for Super Bowl 57. Peter, you went... 2-0 on the game. Uh, you had the Chiefs in the over. I, on the other hand, was 0-2. I had the Eagles in the under. Uh, we'll get into it when we talk about the game. Uh, I was so wrong about it in a number of different ways, pretty much in every way, to be honest with you. It was probably the worst Super Bowl I've ever had in terms of things that I thought would happen. And, like, not to stroke myself, but, like, I'm usually pretty decent about kind of not predicting game outcomes, but decent about picking what's going to happen. Like, I was big on Cooper Cup last year. I said he was going to take over the game. He did. Um, and this year I was just wrong. I, I, this year I thought the Eagles defense was really going to be, uh, uh, the reason why they won the game. I thought the Eagles defense was going to outplay the chiefs offensive line. And that couldn't have been the furthest thing from the truth. Well, when I was seven and the first three drives, I was like, wow, rip your under man. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. I was like, holy crap. Yeah, I knew it was done by the second quarter. Yep. Um, but Peter, I think it's probably before we get into the game itself, let's kind of review our prop picks, right? I'll start off with myself. Uh, then I can read uh, Cunha and Cars out since they are not here, and you can read out yours. So, um, I had Jalen Hurts as the MVP of the game at plus 125. L. I had Devontae Smith first touchdown. L. I had an Eagles to, Eagles to convert a fourth down in their own territory. L. They converted f- two fourth downs, but they weren't in their own territory. L. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, over two and a half catches. L. Dude didn't catch a ball. Uh, Who's even on, Sand- like, on the field? Yeah, well, he was on the field, but holy crap. Kadarius Tony stepped in. Even my guy Sky Moore, who we talked about. Uh, Miles Sanders, most rushing yards. L. Hassan Reddick to get a quarter of a sack. L. Harrison Butler to make over one and a half field goals. That was the closest I got. L. Instead, he doinked uh, the first one. And that's why I had an L there. So, Peter, I'm going to read um, Cars and Acuna, and then you can read yours, okay? So Carr, he was pretty much in the same boat as me. He had Jalen Hurts as the MVP, L. He had Dallas Goddard as the first touchdown at plus 1,100, L. He had Devontae Smith as the, having the longest longest reception of the game. That was a W. So Carr could take a W there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know, right? Uh, that was a pretty good pick. I'm actually upset I did not do that one. Uh, Pat, he had Patrick Mahomes over 25 and a half completions, L. He had Boston Scott over 8 what and a half. What was that? What was 21. that? 21. 21. Close. Uh, Boston Scott over eight and a half rushing yards. L. 
He had Noah Gray over 12 and a half receiving yards. Carr was really high on Noah Gray. He was he was thinking he was going to do anything, but he only had six receiving yards, L. And then he had Eagles minus five and a half in an alternative spread, L. So he had one, right? I had zero. Let's talk about our main guy, Matt Cunha, right? Uh, Matt had Travis Kelsey as his MVP. Well, he was closer than me, but still an L. Uh, he had Jalen Hurts as the first touchdown. That's a W. Good job, Matt. Will there be an octopus? No, minus 5,000. L, Matt. There L. actually was an octopus. Hell yeah. L. Come on, Matt. I actually screamed, and then my parents were like, what are you doing? And I was like, there's an octopus. They didn't get it at all. <laughs> uh, and then here's Matt's fun ones. Uh, combined jersey number of all touchdown scores under 160 and a half. L. It went over that. It was close to 200 when it was all said and done. Uh, and then this one was really close for Matt. It ended up being an L. It was John Morant assist versus Travis Kelsey receptions. John Morant played the Celtics on Sunday. Uh, for those of you that didn't catch the game, John Morant had seven assists, and Travis Kelsey had six uh, catches. So John Morant won. So that's another L for Matt. And then Matt had uh, Quez Walker as the fastest ball carrier. I went into next-gen stats because I was curious, and it was an L. Uh, it was A.J. Brown. So he touched L. the ball? When did he touch the ball? Uh, he got one catch, Quez Walker. Yeah. Or he had a target or something. I think it was a catch. Um, and then his last one was uh, Gatorade color, yellow-green, plus 165 L. So Matt had one right. Carr had one right. I had no right. Peter, you can read yours. And here we go. As he said, Chiefs plus one and a half, win over 50, win Mahomes MVP, win. Does our first touchdown thing still count because Matt got it? It counts for Matt, not for us. All right. Rip to that streak. But that's an L. Miles Sanders under 13 and a half rushing attempts. Oof, he sucked. <sighs> Miles Sanders under 60 and a half rushing and receiving yards. Oh, he sucked. Isaiah Pacheco over one and a half reception. Nice. <laughs> Both teams make a field goal of 35 or more yards. Thanks, Harris Buckner. Thanks. Thanks for nothing. And Travis Kelsey, the easiest bet on the board, Travis Kelsey over a touchdown, or half a touchdown, win. And a humble brag, I can keep going. I mean, I, I had an opening kickoff. I had, will, will Kansas City have a rushing touchdown? Pacheco will have a rushing touchdown before the bum Miles Sanders. Isaiah Pacheco, anytime touchdown. And fun fact on prize picks, I got Boston Scott at seven and a half, not Ooh. eight and a half. So I won that too. And there's another. Oh, yeah. I, and uh, not the cross podcast, but I uh, absolutely nailed the Gatorade color. Did you? Uh, Damn. You well, Peter, Peter was good. Me, Matt, and Carr sucked. It was unfortunate. I was hoping Matt was going to have uh, the most success at everybody. But hey, good job, Peter. Congratulations. That's a, that's a good W for you. Uh, well, as I said last week, I mean, let's see. I picked the Bengals, L. I picked the Chiefs versus Brady, L. I picked probably the Niners, right? Yeah, um, You probably did. Probably. So, you know, I guess. Hey, take it. Take a W. That was good. That was good. Good for you, Peter. Good for you. Let's talk about the game, Peter. Uh, final game we're going to talk about for this 2022 season, Peter. Uh, you can golf clap. So, Peter, as we said, the Kansas City Chiefs have won Super Bowl 57, uh, ended up edging out the Eagles 38-35. Mahomes in the game was 21 of 27. He was your MVP, 182 yards and three touchdowns. He was sacked for a grand total of 
zero times, uh, which was a surprise on my end. Uh, Travis Kelsey had six catches for 81 yards and a touchdown, like Peter said. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, he had seven catches, 53 yards on nine targets. He ended up being a, a big factor in this one. Uh, he balled side, out in the second he half. Did. He did. He he carried that offense at times. Also, Kadarius Toney, uh, he had a touchdown reception on that uh, as well. That was a very big for him. Uh, other side of things, Jalen Hurts, I think he came to play, man. He balled in this one. 27 of 38, 304 yards, a touchdown. Uh, he also rushed for 70 yards and three rushing touchdowns. Uh, Devontae Smith had seven catches for 100 yards. A.J. Brown had six catches for 96 yards and a touchdown. So, Peter, <clears throat> sorry, so, Peter, um, the Chiefs end up winning 38-35, to 35, as I said. A lot of people are talking about the last call uh, with about, I think it was 209 remaining, uh, where they called a holding call um, on that ball that was intended for Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, the ball ended up, of course, sailing over his head, and he was held by James Bradbury. Uh, refs threw a flag. It gave the Chiefs a first down. They were able to melt the clock, and with 10 seconds left, they kicked a game-winning field goal to win it. So, Peter, uh, we can talk about the call in a couple minutes, but what do you, what kind of stuck out to you in the game? Well, I mean, obviously, the Philadelphia defense, number one in the league, did not show up at all. They Obviously, it's Mahomes, but he didn't even sack him one time. Especially in the second half when he was obviously hobbled after the last play of the first half or last drive of the first half. They didn't they didn't score. They didn't get any sacks. Fun fact too, I uh, bet under five and a half sacks. I was gonna do over five and a half sacks, but I accidentally clicked the wrong button and then so that that's another W as well. But I mean they didn't they didn't show up. Eagles defense, number one in the league. And then I mean like the Eagles offense. They're, they're a cheat code. Jalen Hurts is amazing. He can run the ball whenever he wants. Every fourth and one. I don't know if it's just Jason Kelsey or that whole old line. Whenever it's fourth and one, maybe with like 90% of the team, you should just quarterback sneak it. So, I, I mean, hats off to the Chiefs. Tony's uh, special teams play in the second half, that, that was really big. I thought he was going to return that, to be honest, but he did not. And when you were gone, Jason, I literally said, I uh, bet on accident I was going to bet over sacks five and a half, and I clicked the wrong button. And that's of the worst. Yeah. Again, the sack total you just brought up, that was some, that that was my biggest takeaway of the game. I thought Hassan Reddick was going to have a monster game. I thought Fletcher Cox was going to have a monster game. Uh, and those, those two, they no-showed, man. Uh, the Chiefs offensive line absolutely owned them. Creed Humphrey, Joe Tooney, Orlando Brown up front for the Chiefs. They were the difference in this game. They gave Pat Mahomes a pocket. Um, and look, Mahomes was able, even that Eagles secondary, in my opinion, uh, which has played extremely well this year, uh, played below average in this game. Uh, Darius Slay, James Bradbury, they got cooked. There was so many Chiefs receivers open, man. Uh, the Canarius Tony touchdown, like you were just talking about, Peter, he was wide open. Uh, nobody was within 10 yards of him. Uh, that was absolutely huge in this game. Travis Kelsey, it felt like they were one-on-one -on -one coverage on him for a lot of the game. Which Sky makes Moore was wide no open sense. too, right? Yeah, Sky yeah. Moore too. It made no sense. Um, well, I do think Pat Mahomes is absolutely deserving of this MVP award and all that. Uh, I, I will say that the Eagles defense made life very easy for him, uh, and all that started because of the Chiefs' offensive line. Uh, that Again, that was my big takeaway from the game. I thought the Eagles' defense was going to come to play. I thought they were going to really disrupt the Chiefs receivers that, for the most part, are average to below average. Uh, a group of, you take away Travis Kelsey, Juju Smith-Schuster, Kadarius Tony, Marquez Valdez, Scantling, Sky Moore, 
you know, it's it's a group that you can kind of ma- manage to game plan around. And for some reason, the Eagles defense just could not. They were really screwed up from the Chiefs' constant motions. Um, and it, I was surprised. Like, they dealt with the team like the 49ers, who, granted, only had a real quarterback in there for about a quarter. Um, but teams run those motion plays all the time, and the Eagles had no idea what to do with them. Jonathan Gannon, the defensive coordinator for the Eagles, who just got hired to be the Arizona co- Arizona Cardinals head coach, uh, he was absolutely schooled by Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy, um, and I think that ultimately was the difference maker in this game. Uh, when you look at the Eagles' offense, Jalen Hurts, I think he was the best player on the field, uh, which absolutely surprised me. To me, uh, this Eagles team kind of had its success with Jalen Hurts kind of just being a cog on the train. He necessarily wasn't the leader in terms of why they were having the success. Uh, I thought for the duration of the year, it was the skill position players, the run game, the offensive line, and the defense. But in this game, it was the opposite. This game, it was Jalen Hurts putting the Eagles on his back. And it was almost good enough to win. Put up 35 points. The only mistake he had was that fumble that was returned by Nick Bolton for a touchdown. Other than that, Jalen Hurts had a perfect game, and he was on his way to winning the MVP award if the Eagles defense could force a punt in the second half, which they were not able to do so. Um, So I think that was my big takeaway was Eagles defense didn't come to show up. Pat Mahomes made all the easy reads. Uh, Along with the fact, Peter, you also mentioned this, I believe, too. Kadarius Toney, he had a great return on special teams on that punt return. That also was a big difference in the game. So I think the Eagles were outcoached, and that ultimately was the difference difference maker, specifically on defense and on special teams. Now, do you have an issue with uh, that flag? I don't know if you mentioned it, but... No, I mean, I didn't think he got held in real time, and then obviously after the replay, you have to call that. It's kind of like the one with the Bengals, right? Three weeks? Sort of. So I think the one with the Bengals is more egregious, but... So, I I don't hate it. I mean, he tugged the jersey, and not even just rooting for the Chiefs. I mean, maybe you don't have to call it. Bradbury even said in the postgame, don't blame the refs on that one. Even people are... Especially that Philly uh, announcer or radio announcer, holy crap! Or, oh yeah, he was the TV guy. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I didn't hate it. It is what it is, I guess. Yeah, I, I look, I, you, you hate to see a, a game of this magnitude come down to one call, and we talked about it for the Chiefs Bengals game, but like that game and the Super Bowl, they were great games, and it sucks that a flag kind of ended it. Um, but when you look at it, Bradbury did admit that was the correct call. And uh, as much as I, I didn't like to see the flag there, the Eagles lost the game because they didn't force a punt in the second half for the Chiefs, along with the fact that Kadarius Tony nearly had a special teams touchdown, along with the fact that Jalen Hurts had a t- had a, a fumble recover for a touchdown. So the Eagles had their own mistakes, and that's ultimately what happened. Do I love the call? No. Was it the right call? Ultimately, yes. But um, look, they were outscored 24-11 to 11 in the second half, and you let Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs kind of hang around, uh, and I think the game kind of spun. Especially when I was on fumbled. one leg. Yeah, yeah. Like one he leg. didn't even. Well, he ran. Right, he he went off to a run right in the second half. Yeah, yeah. Mahomes. Oh, I don't uh, think he was. That he ended bad. up with forty-four rushing yards. Yeah, I don't think so either. He had a big twenty-six-yard gain uh, late in the. I think it was late in the third quarter. It might have been in the fourth quarter. Hey, uh, they really set it up. For you. Here's another secret: over nineteen and a half rushing yards. You hit that too? Son of a son of a gun, man. Peter hit absolutely everything. But I, I look, you look at this Chiefs team. Uh ultimately they might I honestly, Peter, I think the Eagles are a better team, but it didn't make a difference because the Chiefs and Pat Mahomes, they were able to get open receivers, they were able to make plays, play mistake free 
football for the most part, and that's why they won in this game. Also, it felt like the the Eagles they never really uh I know I know you just mocked Miles Sanders and all, um but they kind of didn't really commit to the run game other than with Jalen Hurts at all. Uh, they split up the carries between Gainwell, Sanders, and Scott seven seven three, uh, and they were none of them could really get anything going. Um, other side of things, uh, Isaiah Pacheco he had some success. He had seventy six rush yards, a rushing touchdown. He also had a nice twenty four yard carry too that helped set them up. Um, also, one thing, Peter, that I want to mention about this game: the field conditions, the turf was. Oh, no, oh what is that? Is it that usually awful. that bad? No, it's not. I thought our Arizona is usually good. No, it, well. Apparently they've been having some really issues all year. Uh, that's how Kyler Murray he blew out his knee. Oh, that's right. Um, that's right. It, there was that field, and it's not. Trust me, uh, the grass surface in which Murray hurt his uh, ankle. It's also the same surface the Raiders use for the. Remember, we went to the Patriots Raiders, and we kind of saw all that. Uh, oh yeah, because a lot of players did change their cleats after the first half. Yeah, and that and that's why I, that could have also affected the run game and the pass rush for the Eagles, but that's not an excuse. But I do think that it was a real bad look for the NFL uh, in a couple of different things. I think it was a bad look for having the field conditions as they were. Uh, and I think you just, like I said before, you just hate the end of game in a flag like that. I just, those are two things I think the NFL did not want to see uh, concur in this game, but uh, that's ultimately what happened here, Peter. Uh, so now Peter, the chiefs, Pat Mahomes enters his, he won his second Super Bowl. He's now two and one in Super Bowls. Uh, and I talked about how last week it was a big legacy game for him. Cause if he would have lost this game, um, then one and two is a lot different from two and one because then people start saying he can't hack it in the big game. Uh, the only Super Bowl he won was against Jimmy Garoppolo in the Niners and Garoppolo blew the game at the end. Um, and it looked like that narrative was going to gain steam because at halftime it was 24 to 14. Eagles were in front uh, and the Chiefs looked dead for the most part. Mahomes was hobbling into the locker room to start the second half and the Eagles offense was firing on all cylinders. And the, the Chiefs were lucky to be down 10. You know, at that point, it seemed like. So, yeah, it could have been 21-7 if it wasn't for oh, easy. Absolutely easy. Then the game would have been over. Yeah, because I agree with you. Because at that point, I think the Eagles kind of would have did a better job of running the clock and all that sort of thing. And uh, I agree with you. And that's ultimately not what happened here. Uh, so I think Mahomes, right? I feels like the national media is is, uh, is taking a lot of steam on this one already. So Mahomes is 2-1, two, uh, two Super Bowls through his age 27 season. He's absolutely on track to lead the Chiefs to the next dynasty in the, in, dynasty in the NFL. Uh, I do think to get a dynasty, though, you need three. So I think he's one short. You got to win another one here in the next two years, call it, to really enter that uh, echelon with like Joe Montana's Niners, uh, the 90s Cowboys, that sort of thing, to really enter the the terms of getting a, like three. Uh, and I think he's on pace to do that. And I think he's good enough to do that. Um, but I saw, I, I think it was like Dan Orlowski on ESPN. He already had him number two on his all time. And look, I all love having Holmes. But yeah, he had him number two right behind Brady. I, hey, I mean, to be crazy. fair, he is 27. How yeah. many years has he started? Five, six Five. years. He's been in the Super Bowl three times. So yeah. You can't dispute that. Two MVPs. He's never even played a playoff game on the road. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's on track. He's on track, absolutely, to be to lead the next dynasty here. I just think you got to pump the brakes just a little bit here because, I mean, he's got, he's got, he has two, uh, and that's great. Eli Manning has two, and the great ones have three. You know what I mean? Like, to be in that next class with Brady – Montana, uh, you know, that sort of next echelon here. So tell you what, if he retired tomorrow, he's a Hall of Famer. Like, I think that's, he's there. But I, I don't have him on, like, the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks yet. I still need to see it. Uh, and to have that consistent success takes some good luck. You have to have good health. You have to have um, good coaching, 
consistent coaching, consistent players around you, and who knows how Pat Mahomes is going to age. He's had some lingering injuries here, and Tom Brady had all that success and played till age 45 because of he had a good string of health. Uh, you know, the only year Brady missed was 2008 with that torn ACL. He had some nagging injuries along the way, but he was able to kind of take care of his body, and that made the difference. So who knows how Pat Mahomes is going to age? You know, he might get to age 35, and his body might start breaking down on him. You know, who who knows? It's kind of un. A precedented territory in that. We got to give him credit, though. I mean, he played three weeks with a high ankle sprain. Yeah, basically resprained it, rebroke it after the first half. Anyway, shout out yeah, to the he... Kansas City doctor to give him whatever, whatever. So yeah. I was reading, and uh, I guess he. This is probably smart from the Kansas City um, doctors and trainers. So they they probably didn't numb it in the first half because it would have wore off, which is why he was sort of hobbling in the first half. So you numb it in the second half, which means he would have the whole second half on two legs, you know what I mean? Which makes a lot of sense. And I think that was probably the smart way to do it. So that was big. Um, yeah, I never I never thought that he was going to be out of the game, though. No, Even I never after did. After that dry, oh, final drive of the first half. No, I was like, I, he's I coming back did. out there no matter what. So. Yeah, I, I would have been really surprised if he didn't come out there. But Mahomes, uh, like we just said, wins his second MVP, Super Bowl MVP, I should say, and regular season MVP. He's actually the first player to do, to do that, I believe, since... Oh, let's see if I can... Recollect here. Um, who was the last? I think it was Kurt Warner in 1999 to win the Super Bowl MVP and the regular season MVP in the same season. Oh, yeah, because they're always cursed. Yes. Yeah, we've seen that in a lot of the years. But that just doesn't really happen. So I think he was the first quarterback to do so. Uh, let's talk about the Eagles here quickly. Do you see a scenario, Peter, in which the Eagles can get back here quickly? I mean, yeah, but they have a lot of cap. <laughs> Uh, problems and they have to re-sign a bunch of people. Word on the street. I mean, Jalen Harrison wants a new contract. Jason mm-hmm. Kelsey is probably going to retire if he hasn't mm-hmm. already. Let's see, uh, Devonte Smith's going to get paid. Bradbury's yep. going to get paid. Fletcher Cox, you got to pay him. Somebody in the secondary is that too, right? Oh, I said so, Bradbury. You said Bradbury. And the one thing that you left out that I think is important: they lost both their coordinators this week. You know, Shane Steichen, he's going to be the head coach of the Colts. Uh, and they also just lost their defensive coordinator too. Now, despite the fact that we were kind of just, we were kind of just mocking the defensive coordinator, he is a that is something you got to fill, uh, and I do think ultimately that leads to some transition, and uh, I think that's a little bit of an issue there. So you lose both coordinators. Jalen Hurts wants reportedly fifty million dollars a year, um, and the Eagles are in a situation which I think Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback. Um, I don't think he's a great quarterback. I don't think he's elite. I think he's good. I think he's probably he's a top ten quarterback in the league. He's probably like eight, seven, eight, nine around there. Um, and there's a lot of guys that are better than him that are going to get paid this year, this offseason. Guys like Joe Burrow, guys like Justin Herbert, guys like Lamar Jackson. He's not better than him. Who? <laughs> Lamar Jackson. You'd rather have Hurts than Lamar Jackson? Now, yeah. Oof. I mean, I, I still take Jackson, but I think they're um, the same player, and Hurts can actually throw now. Who's going to get paid more though? Jackson because of the market. Yeah, I think it's going to be Jackson. I think, but I think the market, if you're Jalen Hurts, you're going to sit here, right? And you're going to say, well, Joe Burrow just got 45 million a year. Herbert got 48. Let's just say Lamar gets 49. I want 50. Like, I just made it to the Super Bowl. Lamar Jackson hasn't finished the season healthy in two years. Justin Herbert hasn't won a playoff game. You know, like, Jalen Hurts with getting to the Super Bowl has now some cred. You know what I mean? Um, but I, I would be hesitant to give him that kind of deal, but. Uh, you might have to do it. Oh, yeah, I mean, they'll do it. 
Yeah. Or at least franchise tag him and then make somebody else do it. Yeah, and he's still on a contract for a couple more years. He's going to be, uh, I think he's on a contract through the end of next season. Um. Uh, yeah, I think it's two more years, right? Just yeah. bet on yourself like Lamar Jackson. You'll Could get... do that. But yeah. now, if I were him, Peter, I would try to cash in this year because I don't think his value is going to get any, he's going to be higher. Like you said, they're going to have to deal with some cap complications here, some money issues. They're going to have a transition to the offensive coordinator spot. Um, Devontae Smith, you still have him on the team. You know, I, I would try to, I don't think he's going to have a season like he just had. I think this is sort of his ceiling. Things kind of yeah. lined up for the Eagles. You know, the NFC sort of sucked. I don't know if that's going to happen next year. I know right now what it looks like. Uh, kind of. It's it, But we'll see what happens at the end of the offseason. Worse, probably. <laughs> we'll rough. see what happens at the end of the offseason, you know. All right, Peter, any other Super Bowl things you want to mention? I mean, just why can't any, I mean, us included, but why can't anybody ever cover Travis Kelsey? I don't get it. I thought Jonathan Gannon's game plan defensively made no sense. It's not even None. just him, though. It's like everybody. They just can't do it. Yeah, no, you're right. And it makes very little sense because the Chiefs legitimately have one offensive threat. Now, Kadarius Tony has speed. Judas Mister can make some plays. But, like, realistically, you, you stop Travis Kelsey. Like, you do everything in your power to stop him. And the Eagles were just same, content. Yeah. And I know that's the same argument as Gronk back in the day because nobody could stop him either. But Okay, but at know. least with Gronk, you got to worry about Edelman. Or Welker, well, you know what I mean? Like, you had other options. Fair. Like, Edelman, Welker, I think they're a little bit better than what the Chiefs were throwing out there last week. And also, Peter, I'm going to give you one uh, leading into the offseason. The Chiefs' receiving core is going to be a lot better heading into next year. They're going to make a, a major move. Watch. Well, and Sky Moore will uh, develop, too. My well, guy, Sky Moore. So. Caught a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Did indeed. And if it's the last game for Jason Kelsey, hats off. Maybe... I don't know where he ranks in the centers, but he might be the best one. He's up there. Uh, I imagine the Hall of Fame would be uh, oh, definitely sure. in consideration. So I don't know. He hasn't said anything about his future yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if that was it for him. All right, Peter, do you want to transition talks here for the first time in like six weeks? Ah, uh, the end of football. The end of football the until end of football. Uh, next oh, week. Also, we'll, before, we'll before, oh. Hang on. Before uh, before I officially transition, one thing I want to mention, I forgot to mention. Derek Carr was officially released by the Raiders. So uh, I, I mean, that. you're not getting your 43 million bucks, I guess. Yeah, and I think the Raiders sort of botched it as well, and I think it was botched on the every Saints, side. So. He, I don't, I, he still, I think he's still going to go to the Saints, to be honest with you. I think he just wanted to be released because the Saints don't have to give up any assets for him. So the Raiders were kind of in a no-win situation at that point, but that's a conversation for a couple weeks. And, I mean, next week we'll probably talk about Aaron Rodgers. Yes, he's coming out of the darkness this uh, end of the week. See what good, he sees. Good quarterback you got there, Dylan. For now. Good quarterback. Who knows? He might – who the hell knows? Who even knows with him? Uh, all right, Peter, let's talk about the NBA trade deadline that came and went last week. Uh, the NBA trade deadline, this probably was the most prolific – trade line a trade deadline the NBA has ever had and the NBA trade deadline has had some good ones over the last five to ten years but uh, I think the lead storyline Peter is I'm not going to go in chronological order I'm just going to go with the biggest move which was arguably the biggest trade in NBA history was the Phoenix Suns Mike Musala for Justin (laughs) Jack I'm just kidding you nailed it the Phoenix Suns acquired superstar Kevin Durant from the Brooklyn Nets the Brooklyn Nets receive Mikael Bridges, Cameron Johnson, Juan Pablo Villette, and then 
four, Peter, count them, four first-round picks uh, along with two second-round picks, Peter. Uh, so the first-round picks will happen in 2023, 2025, 2027, and 2029. And they also have a pick swap in 2028. So Peter, what was your first reaction when you saw that Kevin Durant was heading west? So... I mean, this is a little backstory. I mean, obviously, Kyrie Irving went to the Mavericks, and I was like, well, Kevin Durant's definitely getting traded now. They're blowing it up. I didn't think they were going to go to the Suns. I, I know that they were rumored there for a long time. I don't know where he was going to go. I thought he was going to go to, like, the Heat or something, to be honest with you. But, I mean, I you have to do it. I like Mikael Bridges. You could probably tell me who Cameron Johnson is. There's no way you can tell me who Juan Pablo was. No, Cameron Johnson, he's like a role player. Like, he's just... I don't want to say a throw-in. That's kind of, you know, but he's a he's a guy that uh, he's used to kind of fill in the salary here. Uh, it, it, the The draw was Bridges and the picks, and I was surprised that they didn't give up DeAndre Ayton, uh, who I, I thought would absolutely been a part of the deal. So uh, the Suns able to keep DeAndre Ayton, I think, was a monumental success on their part. Uh, you look at their roster as currently constructed here. Chris Paul, granted, he's in his late thirties. Uh, Devin Booker, Durant, DeAndre Ayton. You know, those are four building blocks here. Uh, Durant and Chris Paul are, of course, in their 30s, but uh, Durant is still, when healthy, one of the best players in the league. Chris Paul is a great ball distributor. Devin Booker is one of the best young talents in the NBA, and DeAndre Ayton's a, a pretty legit big man in the league. Uh, so, t- tell you what, Peter, I was surprised, ultimately, that they elected to trade him this year, or this deadline, I should say. I thought they were going to wait till the end of the year, despite the fact that Kyrie got moved. I thought they would have better value on the trade market if they waited. Hey, they got their first five first-round picks. So. Yeah, they did get it. I was surprised uh, that it just happened in year, but I think Phoenix made a lot of sense. I think ultimately Brooklyn didn't want to keep him in the East, which would kind of cross theory, out. right? These picks are going to suck. Somewhere they could, but... Milwaukee with Giannis and most you wanna, of Phoenix. You want to take devil's advocate here, Peter, um, with these picks. Chris Paul, like it says in his 30s, um, Kevin Durant's in his 30s. He's had some injuries. He, he's a sprained MCL. He hasn't played in like a month. Um, I don't know. You look at it, like a 2027 first round pick. Who who knows how the Suns are going to look in four years? You know what I mean? Sure, in the immediate future, I think they're going to contend for championships. But in the mid to late 2020s, I could see them sort of sucking. Like I, that wouldn't surprise me. Um, and I think that was probably the best offer on the table. Like I said, they weren't going to send him to Miami in the conference. Um I think Dallas had interest, but once Dallas acquired Kyrie, that pretty much ended that. Um, it didn't make sense for like the Lakers or the Clippers to get in on it. So um, Memphis was a team that I thought was going to get into get interested in it, but I don't think Durant would have went there. Like I think he sort of been like nah, and I think Durant had some say in where he wanted to go, and I think Phoenix was the top of his wish list for sure. Um, so I think it's going to work out well for this Phoenix Suns team, Peter, and I think ultimately. I'll tell you right now, though, they're not going to win the NBA championship. Peter says they are not. Are they going to come uh, out of the West? Uh, probably not. Ooh, so you think it's going to fall flat, huh? Yeah, it usually do- it doesn't usually. Well, I mean, you can throw the Warriors in my face, but it usually doesn't work, right? Look, uh, that stuff's. I'll, I'll say I'll say this: they're the most talented team in the NBA now. I think that's pretty clear if they're all on and healthy. But chemistry is a big thing. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Everyone was already ready to crown James Harden, Durant, and Kyrie in Brooklyn, and that did not. <laughs> they played, I think, oh, 35 games I need games a 30 together. for 30 on that. Yeah, step. it'll come. It'll or absolutely come. Or... That that Brooklyn Nets team is the most disappointing team in NBA history. I, I truly believe that. 
Um, had all the talent in the world. They were never able to get on the court. They had so many off-the-court issues with everything going involved there. And I think history in a couple, and once Durant's retired and all that sort of thing, he's going to look back on his career and say, damn, I left Steph Curry in the Warriors dynasty for Kyrie Irving in the Brooklyn Nets. You know, I think he's going to sit there and be like, what, what was I thinking? You know, and I think ultimately he was sensitive to the topic that he joined the Warriors and he was just uh, championship hunting and all that sort of thing. But if he kind of stayed in Golden State, uh, I think that narrative might have went away eventually. And I don't know. Or maybe he could have went to a better situation than Brooklyn to start with. So uh, I, I do think Durant's going to look back in his career and be like, that was a real changing uh, changing in the guard in terms of uh, how he was viewed by a lot of people. Well, for real, he could add more rings than Jordan. You seriously, right? He's he's at two right now. Uh, um, if he would have stayed, yeah, I think that team would have continued to have success despite the fact that Clay Thompson was out. Like, I don't think they would have missed a beat. Um, I I don't know. I mean, that's that's very difficult. Uh, if you're Kevin Durant to kind of swallow and maybe tell you what, if he wins a championship this year or next year with the Suns, then I think his legacy, I think that'll be looked on in a positive way, and I think Kyrie Irving will be looked at more of like, how did you guys not, Kyrie? How did you not figure it out? But if he goes to Phoenix and they fall flat and like they lose in the second round of the playoffs and they underachieve. You blame Chris Paul because he's a choking artist. You, sure, you'll blame Chris Paul, but I, I do think that the Durant narrative will be like, dude, what? Like, how did you not contend here? So I think that's absolutely something. So, Peter, you mentioned the the um, Kyrie Irving trade. So let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, this was the first domino that kind of started all the whole NBA trade deadline stuff. This happened a week before the deadline. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks acquired Kyrie Irving and Markeith, Bo- Markeith Morris um, for Spencer Dimwitty, who returns to the Nets, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, 20-29 first-round pick, and two future second-round picks. This was more than I thought they were going to get for Kyrie Irving. I thought they were going to get pennies on the dollar. I thought they were going to get Russell Westbrook and a first-round pick. I thought that was going to be the trade compensation. compensation. Instead, they get Dimwitty, who's a pretty good player, uh, future first-round pick Dorian Finney-Smith, Who's a decent role player, so they got more than I thought they were going to get. Yeah, I mean, it's a good trade for both sides, honestly. Nets, as I said, blowing it up. Kyrie Irving, if he can actually play, I mean, he'll play this year. I mean, don't count on him for next year. You never know, but yeah. Your Mavericks are going to get really good. Well, hopefully, you have that Luka ticket somewhere. Yeah. Like, so I, don't I will say, doing that good, but. Yeah, so Kyrie and Luka, they play two games together. They're 0-2, but they put up like 30-plus games in both games. 30-plus um, points in both games, both of them. Uh, I think the offense, it's really going to be dynamic, but defensively, I think they're both liabilities, and that presents a real issue uh, when you get deeper in the playoffs and defense becomes more important. But you you look at the Mavericks, and I think this is a win for them because, look, you don't have to really count on Kyrie Irving after this season if you don't want to. You know, he's a free agent at the end of the year. So you have leverage on him on that point, you know, and Kyrie knows he has to sort of behave and be the best player he can be, stay on the court if he wants that max deal because that's what he's kind of said that he wants and he, if he wants to get it, he's got to stay on the court and not get suspended or not say stupid things off the court, you know what I mean, the whole nine yards. And I think the Mavericks understood and realized that they needed to pair Luka Doncic with somebody that's a superstar or a star, you know what I mean? Uh there was, we've seen too many games in which Luka was held with sort of no help, and he the Mavericks have kind of reaped the consequences. And uh, Mark Cuban, Mavericks owner, he doesn't want to be kind of known as the owner that kind of let Luka Doncic out to dry, and then Luka wants to leave after 
his deal with the Mavericks is done. He needs help, and Kyrie will provide that. Uh, and if Kyrie's a jerk or it doesn't work, he can walk in free agency and okay, you know. And this and yeah, and that was such a Mark Cuban trade. So yeah, yeah, I was like, that's that, not a surprise. Yeah, I I think that made a lot of sense. Uh, but I ultimately thought Kyrie was going to go to the Lakers. But let's talk about what the Lakers did on the deadline, Peter. So the Lakers, they made they made a quite a big splash here. Uh, they received D'Angelo Russell, who's going to return to L.A., Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt. Uh, it was a three-team deal. The Timberwolves received Mike Conley, uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, a 2024 second-round pick swap, a 2025 second-round pick, a 2026 second-round pick. The Jazz received Russell Westbrook, uh, Juan Toscano-Anderson. He was in the dunk contest last year. Uh, Damian Jones and a Lakers 2027 first round pick. So the Lakers kind of revamped the front court here. Russell Westbrook's gone. Insert D'Angelo Russell, who probably would fit in better with LeBron James. He's familiar with LA, can play there. What do you think of the deal? The Russell Westbrook experiment, in my mind, was a failure from day one. Yeah, it was a failure, but they'll, they'll I mean, they already are because it, I don't think they've won a lot since that trade even happened. So it's not Russell Westbrook's fault. I don't know whose fault it is over there. They shouldn't be laying the word on fire. They just it's don't. a lot of people's fault. Davis is, hasn't been healthy. LeBron's been in and out. They have no bench help at all. None. None. Well, they're trying. I mean, they got Mo Bamba. Yeah, yeah. And then they added Mo Bamba and stuff. So they are trying. Hachimura. But... I actually like Hachimura, though. Yeah, Hachimura is a good player. And like you said, Bamba, you now add D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, Vanderbilt, who I liked from uh, Utah. So they're a little bit deeper now. They're going to play better, I think, than they were before if they can stay on the court and healthy. Uh, and then, look, I think at the minimum, this is going to get you in the play-in tournament. Um, now, do they advance? We'll see. Now, I, ultimately, though, I, I do think that the team is kind of has still quite a bit of flaws. Maybe they'll, maybe LeBron will cry if they make it out of the first round or the play-in tournament. Correct. He'll, he'll go down on the floor crying. Um, 30 seconds? Like, what was that? Like, you took the mic. You're still playing, man. Yeah, uh, with LeBron James, Peter's talking about when LeBron broke the scoring record, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record, and he took the mic. They stopped the game for 11 minutes. I was watching live, Peter. I thought it was going to be like a 30-second minute thing. They're going to like say congratulations. We'll probably like hug his family, probably dap up Kareem, and that's it. And I also think a, a very humorous part of it was uh, the Lakers lost the game, the Thunder. Oh, won. yeah, to the Thunder. And Mike Muscala drops 20 points on their ass. Just throwing that out there, he did. I was like, wow, this Muscala guy can shoot. And then sure enough, the Celtics acquired him. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, another trade I kind of want to talk about, Peter. This one's a little bit of a smaller one, but Yaka Pertle ends up in Toronto. Uh, the Spurs receive uh, Kyle Burke, 2024 first-round pick, and then two second-round picks. It's more of a, it's a smaller deal, but I don't really understand what Toronto's doing. I thought they were going to be in a sell mode with OG and Anobi, but instead they added another big. So I don't know what they're doing. So that's something to look at in the offseason. Aren't, they, they, move aren't they good this year, though? Yeah, but like Van Fleet's not bad, and tell you what, Van Fleet Siakam's they want to get rid either. of. They want to reset because his contract expense is expensive. I mean, but Siakam is not bad either, or whatever. Siakam's good. No, Siakam's good, but they're adding another big. It makes no sense. I, I don't know what they're up to. I'm, I'm lost on that. Uh, right now, Toronto is 27 and 31 on the year, Peter, um, and they're just outside. Uh, I believe the play-in tournament. I believe they are in. They're in the play-in tournament right now. They're ninth. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Any other uh, major NBA trades you want to mention here, Peter? I mean, I'll tell you for certain, too. Philly will not win the NBA championship, no. Peter's dropping takes. Well, I mean, come on. Philly's lost in the World Series. Eagles lost in the Super Bowl. So, mm -hmm. 
Even if they make it, yikes. Nope. But all seriousness, right. it, it's fine. It, it's literally, I, I don't know. It's literally the East, the Bucks, and the Celtics. And yep. That's really it. Yeah, we'll get into it more as um, the NBA season kind of heads, heads on here. All right, Peter, ready for some five questions? Five questions, maybe about football, because football is over. <laughs> maybe about football, not about football, who knows? Question one, Peter. After Matt Cunha's performance in the pod last week, which I think was overwhelmingly positive, um, but the here's the here's the thing that really kind of sucks. He didn't have any tickets. He didn't do any of it, which I was oh, surprised about. Your, so well, now my question you to you is, that, my question to you is, does Matt did Matt stock go up or down? Up. Everybody loved all of his props. So up. So even without a ticket, it's still up. Yeah, up. I mean, it's down for us because. He's gonna be sleeping doing the graphics till probably March Madness. <laughs> He's gonna be laying in bed. Hey, he he can charge yeah, his laptop. Well, he can charge his laptop for months now. He can he can start a, he he can let that email chain simmer. It's all good. Yeah, you can let the email chain simmer. He can look at to his picture, do whatever he's got to do. Prepare yeah. himself for March Madness. Yeah, uh, prepare himself for the AL preview. Yes, yes. He did tell me his team that he's gonna pick for the NL. I'm not gonna reveal it now, but he did tell me. All right, Peter, question two. We'll stay in the, in the seasons here with uh, Valentine's Day around the corner. What is the best flower? Flower, it's definitely... Oh, wait, I don't want to be cliche. It's not the rose. It's going to be like an orchid. Or- I, don't even, I don't even know what that is. It's the little blue one. Okay. Oh, all right, all right, all right. I got you. I got you. All right, that's a different answer. I heard uh, I heard the segment on Bosox where you guys were talking about... Uh, what are you talking about? Yeah, Justin flowers got, and stuff yeah, Justin in got, it. And- Justin got pissed. Yeah, I know he did. And Carter's like, I don't even know what you're saying. Monday. That, was, that was funny stuff. Um, question three here. What is the best kind of chocolate? Dark chocolate. Darker the better. If you're, if you're a milk chocolate fan, your palate hasn't expanded. White wow. chocolate is trash, though. So. Interesting. I don't mind white chocolate. Uh, I hate white chocolate. Interesting. And I'll have milk chocolate. I'm not saying I won't. If it's I'll... there, you'll have it, but you're not going to make... Uh... You're not going to sort it. Yeah, no, I, I got you, Peter. All right. All right. I, I think that's fair. All right, Peter, question four. We were just talking about basketball, so we're going to go. Uh, rank your top three teams in the NBA. So, like, win or just in general? General. Whatever. Your list. All right. Number one, Hornets. Shocker. Dry, uh, listen, uh, tank, tank all you want. Uh, good enough for me. Two, Celtics, just out of principle. And ooh, what's a good third team? The Spurs? No. Um, maybe the Mavericks. I I like the uh, Luca Markman and and Luca. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. I think right now, in terms of I mean, your Hornets are just you're just. Disgrace. Well, come on. I mean, I don't, I don't have the Bulls for Alonzo because I don't think he's ever gonna walk again. Yeah. Celtics. Celtics. Be on Instagram. Yeah, Celtics are the best team in the league. Milwaukee's too. Well, that wasn't your question. Yeah, you, you that's you can I'm not saying the Hornets are better You're, than the Celtics Bucks or 90% of the teams this year. Hey, you can again you can take it however you want, Peter. Oh you question five, Peter. Pitchers and catchers report. Uh, I believe it's it's is it was it next week or the weekend? Yeah, it's are probably they, next week. Sometime. It's next week, right? So everyone's gonna be down there, Fort Myers for the Red Sox and truck day was a couple weeks ago and all that sort of thing. Do you watch spring training baseball? I watched the first game of spring training versus Boston College. I'll watch if like sales on the mound or somebody that I actually care about. I'll probably tune in for the first uh of 
Hachimura, whatever his name is. Yeah. Outfielder. But that's about it. No, I usually don't. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I'm about the same. I don't really, uh, because there's like 25 or whatever, 20, there's way too many. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Way too many, but yeah. And to piggyback off of the Hornets, you know, the Hornets are still better at. I know Kate Cunningham's dead, but. And the Pistons? Oh, yeah. Ah, you're right. Always going to be right. bad, huh? Sorry, Noah. Ah. All right, Peter. Well, great episode. Thank you again for everyone that kind of commented on our uh, Super Bowl preview. We had a Wait, lot of where fun. Where's this with that. question? Where Where is the. Did you like Rihanna? Oh, you know what? But you're right. I didn't even think about that. Did you like Rihanna? I didn't, we didn't even mention the halftime show. I mean, it was fine. Uh, Rihanna has. That's a, you, you wanted me to ask you, and your response is it was fine. No, I mean, Rihanna has a, a ton of bangers. She's okay. pregnant, so she can't do a lot. I gave it a five out of 10. I wanted somebody out. Five out of 10. Oh, I already have a question for you next week, but I'll save it. Don't give me an answer now. This is your homework for a week. I need five performers you'd want to see at the Super Bowl. I oh, know you already did this with Bo Sox, didn't you? No, I did one. I got okay. laughed at because I said Taylor Swift. Yeah, and AJR, right? Yeah. All right. Well, I, I give you five. Give me a five. All right. All right, Peter, next week, I'm sure we'll have some more basketball talk, maybe even insert some hockey, some baseball, who knows, and I'm sure we'll have some football. But thank you all for listening, Peter. See ya. Football never dies. Thank you.